for joining us for another episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks. And Angela Dalton. This is a podcast where we discuss topics about finding, nurturing, and protecting your creativity and creative spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Today. Today's Today. topic. <laughs> Today, right now, this moment. <laughs> all Ooh. the things. All the things, girl. All the things. Ooh, wow. Oh, my goodness. How are you doing, Fran? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic because um, whew, this last week was a doozy. It did not want to let up. Well, last week up. had hands. Serious hands. 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 Oh my goodness. She was like, Karma, I got this girl. Right. <laughs> She's like, I've been waiting. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I've been waiting. No joke. She was, this week was no joke. Mm. Oh my goodness. And all the levels, all the levels. All the levels. So, for a little like context, we were um, going to record and I was having a moment. I was like, listen. We might have to do this on another day because I need to get I need to get my head together. I need to get my thoughts together. I need to to get me together. And I was like, I need to, in order to do that, I need to kind of like take a beat. I need to take a moment because in my head, what my days off were gonna be, it was gonna look like, you know, washing my hair, putting up clothes, washing dishes, you know, I'm gonna go and take my dog for a walk and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to also do some jewelry and make some kind. I'm just like, that's a lot. That's a lot, girl. And then I woke up that morning and it was raining. I was like, man, what happened to sunny and almost 80? I was like, now it's raining. And I was just like, I was just, I was just feeling affected by my, my, the current week that I had just, you know, came out of. And I was just like, you know what? I need to take a beat. Like I need to take a moment. And for me, it was like, Something, everything in the universe, God's spirit was saying, yeah, you need to slow down. Like it was feeling very familiar of those times where you, you can feel like going fast can be a hindrance and all, and almost like, um, something that is a little bit more, um, bad for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas going slow would be the best thing. And for me, that's never the option like for me I'm always thinking go fast let's get this done you know what I mean so for me to Mm -hmm. be like girl you in danger you keep going at this pace (laughs) you in danger you need to slow Uh it down you're about to miss something and you're gonna have to bust a u-turn and you're gonna be pissed if you got a backtrack like you you need to slow down and so I had text my friend I was like hey friend listen how about this topic and also can we uh, record on another day because I need to get myself together (laughs) I'm all about being transparent, but I don't need y'all to see me in this state, okay? So, and so we decided to uh, record at a later date, which is today, and it gave me the opportunity to be able to get my head wrapped around the idea of what I was thinking and what I needed to do, which is slow down. And I thought that was something that would be a good topic for us because I know that our previous recording, before we started recording, we did uh, where we pulled some cards. And um, y'all know we talked about the tarot cards on previous episodes and we had done that. um, And a lot of things were pointing for Angela in that same, that same rim. And so I was like, okay, 
we can kind of talk it through. Like what is going on with her? What's going on with me? What does that look like for each other? What are the pros and cons of that? Like, what does that actually mean? What does that, you know, look like to the best of our abilities? Cause we're both mm-hmm. entering. I don't know if you still fighting it, but I'm, you know, we're both entering into. And so we just wanted to have a conversation because mm-hmm. I'm sure we're not the only ones out here who can tell that life is saying, Hey, listen, Trying to get your attention on something. When you talk about those tarot card pulls, listen, (laughs) I did not listen to the ancestors. And the ancestors (laughs) were like, all right, this is the final countdown. Because um, Cliff notes, I'm not going to get into all of it, but my little tale ended up in the ER. (laughs) That is where I, that is the moment that I was like, not only am I not listening to the ancestors, they are literally going to make me pay. They're like, here's a bill. Now, now do you mm-hmm. pay attention? Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that thousand dollar bill doesn't look so good, does it? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be more of these if you don't settle the, settle the f down. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad on Sunday, girl, when you texted me because I was like, look, I will, I will show up. But you would have seen a whole <laughs> different Angela yesterday. You would have yeah. seen Angela. I was in a purple fuzzy onesie. <laughs> I had my little cap on. That uh-huh. is the Angela you would have seen. I had zero Fs to give about right. how I was going to show up. Right. I would have been like, this is me. This is what you got. This is right. me. That would be me slowing down. I don't care. Yeah. So I love this topic. When you, when you, when, first of all, I loved when you texted and you were like, can we record another day? I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you. Right. <laughs> like, thank you. Because I'm just going to sit in my Wednesday all day. Um <laughs> And then, yeah, and then this topic of slowing down, because I have really, really, I got the wake-up call, I'm listening, um, that bill was not cheap, and mm-hmm. so I have had to figure out, on a lot of different levels, what I need to do to slow down. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Let's yeah. do it. So, so, first, let's start off with what would seem like the obvious, which is, what is it that makes you think you need to slow down? <laughs> How does that show up in one's life? What does that look like? Are you two being called to slow down? Dial 1-800. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have you recently been admitted into an emergency room? Right. Yeah, for, for, for me, um, when I know it's time to slow down or when I'm in, and it hasn't, like I said, this is something new for me. I, I am usually in the mindset of, or at least the, my interpretation, this might have been what I truly am supposed to be living in. And I've just been doing the things according to my own mind. And that's the reason why I've been going in circles. But in my previous experiences, I have always looked at things as if, I don't go fast and I don't keep going and I don't go hard. I'm going to miss it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we've got the whole thing back here. Uh, the painting that, um, that my beautiful friend got for me after finding it on a quote on our first season of an episode. And she ended up finding it randomly in a store, which was wild. That <laughs> let me know, like, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> What's, Girl, what's also means we haven't been we haven't been listening for nine seasons. So. I, listen, have been listening for nine seasons, but hey, well, we're here, and that's the important part. We gonna I'm gonna get it this time. But what's meant for you will not pass you by. Like you are not gonna miss out on anything, and that 
that way of living was out of fear. Like, oh, time is ticking. Time is going away. If I if I go too slow, I'm going to miss it. If I don't do this, I'm going to miss it. It's going to be all my fault. And I've got to go and I've got to do it and I've got to push through it. And the thing is, is that I have shown up on the other end. I remember there was this, this pastor, um, he's passed away, but there was this pastor of this church that I went to when I was into the church. And he made something that stuck with me for so long. And he said, never work on someone else's dream so hard and for so long that by the time it's time for you to do yours, that you have nothing and no energy for it to do it. Mm. And that sat with me. And in that moment of this weekend, I'm just, I, I, I think my friends can attest to this. Whenever somebody would say, how are you? For the longest, I would just say, I am tired. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And tired, I realized it wasn't meaning that I'm tired, like I need to get some sleep, but I do. But that's not what I'm referring to. It is like, it's like your heart and your mind has the motivation and desire to do all of these things. But you have worn your body, your physical body out so for so long and at such a maximum speed that it is exhausted. It's like physically, it doesn't want to wash clothes. It doesn't want to get up and clean. It doesn't want to cook. And it's like, your mind is like, but no, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy this. And your body's like, hey, look, girl, we've been going for 20, 30 years on 10, putting out fires, chaos, traumas. We're tired. Like, we're mm-hmm. exhausted. And that 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 thought came back when, when I thought about what that pastor said. I was like, I spent so much time and energy putting towards everybody else's dream and other companies that I didn't have now that I'm in this space. Cause I I'm that that's the part that broke my heart. This, this weekend was that I have created this space where the job complements what I want to do in my personal life. The hours complement what I want to do socially. Um, I'm able to do things according to how I've always wanted to do them. I have, my home is laid out the way I've always like everything is in place, but now I am, I could tear up a little bit. Now I am so exhausted or I was so exhausted that I had nothing physically left in me to be able to do any of the things that I wanted to do and that I I really have craved to do. And it broke my heart because I was like, okay, when have you poured into yourself? Cause you know, you know, unlike, other situations or whatever, I have lived a life where it's been very intense. It's been very solo. So if gas is going to get put in the car, if the car needs to go to the shop, if the dog needs to be washed, if the groceries need to get put up, I don't have any help. So physically I'm taking on responsibility for all of the things. And, and mind you, let me, I'm not downplaying people who have help. You can have you know, help and it still feel exhausting. You've got two little ones that alone, I don't care how much help you've got, it can still be exhausting. Like all these things, I'm just talking about what was exhausting for me now, without discounting, discounting anybody else's life and what exhausts them. So for me, I was like, okay, I need to slow down. And in that one moment, there wasn't that voice that said, no, because if you go too fast, you're, if you don't go fast, you're going to miss out on everything. It was the very opposite. It was like, yeah, because if you keep going at this space, 
you gonna break. Like mm-hmm. the rest of you is gonna break. Like you, you can't keep going on an empty tank. Like there's nothing that you're pouring back, and you can't wait for other people to pour into you. You need to pour into yourself. You are responsible for you. And it was like mentally going through, like, well, how do I do that? Because in that, I realized I've never had a moment where I've slowed down. I've never had a moment where I have been able to say, all this shit can fall apart. It'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I'd be like, okay, and it's cool. I've, if that's always sent me into a fearful tizzy if I've thought about something like that. This is the first moment that I was like, hey, if the clothes are washed, but they didn't get put up, it's going to be okay. Okay, if the, if the dishes are clean, but they're not in the cabinets, it's going to be okay. If you didn't get to wash your hair today, you can wash your hair tomorrow. Like, there are things that it's, that's not going to fall off. As long as the dog is fed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you fit all else is fine. It's let's fine. let's let's pause and see what we need to do. And my examples of that working, because I need examples. I don't know about nobody else. I need examples that this is going to be a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to go out into the unknown. Is when during the pandemic, um, was going through going the, through the pandemic by myself. And I remember I wanted to get out my house, but I didn't have a patio. And so I was like, you know what? I just, I'm just going to walk around my block one time. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do that either. But I was like, just, let's just start there. Little, just one time. And I walked around my block one time. And then after some days went by, I would be like, I really am not ready to go back in my house. It's not that I wanted to walk. I just wasn't ready to go back in my house. So the block turned into a couple of blocks. And then after a while, I was like, you know, this is taking a little while. Maybe if I put a little jog to it, you know, like, mm-hmm. let me jog. And then I was jogging. And then the next thing I know, I expanded like, okay, I'm tired of doing this one block. Let me expand. And I end up in the matter of months working my way up to running three miles a day. But it started off very small. And the same thing has happened is when I quit my job, I was, what I normally do is when I get back into the business and being like, okay, we're going to get back to this jewelry thing. I'll go 10. I'm like, I'm designing and I'm putting things out there and I'm creating content and there's no structure, no plan, no foundation. I'm just going. Right. So this time mm-hmm. I was like, well, hold on, let's take a beat. And I took a month and it could have been longer. I was okay. I didn't put a, a specific time, but it just took around that time. And I said, we're going to sit down and figure this out. What does this look like to me? Like, what does, what do I want jewelry wise? I can do these statement pieces of stuff, but if I really want to work and I also want to create jewelry, what is the reality of being able to do that? Like, what does that look like? What does my logo look like? What are my colors? What is my font? What is my packaging? And in both of those instances, I can say that being able to slow down and take my time has created two moments that I am the most proud of because I can look back and I can see where everything is pushed together and you're going fast and you're only able to pick up so many things. It's like things flying past you. You're only able to see certain things. I can catch only certain things, but if you slow down the film of it, you can pick up like subtle moments. You can pick up colors. You can pick up textures. You can pick up details that you weren't normally able to see. And I think those are the things that help in when you're slowing down. So in this moment when things were going really crazy and I'm feeling exhausted and I'm like, you're going too fast. You need to slow down. And evidently I'm exhausted enough that I didn't put up a fight because I was like, you know what? I don't know what that looks like on this end. 
because I've never done this before, but you're right. I do need to slow down. I don't know how to slow down and that's okay. I'm going to figure it out. I have always been either in a position of management, a position of leader, a position of training ever since I was in college. I don't care if I went to be the cashier. They were like, you're going to be the supervisor, service desk supervisor. And I'm like, I am, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be the employee who can just show up at work, do the job and go home. I don't know how that is. I don't know how to be like, girl, that ain't got nothing to do with you. Let them folks figure out how it's going to do. I'm used to the person who has to figure it out. So I literally have to learn how to shut up and sit down. And I realized, as you can tell, I I talk a lot. You know, I, I got a lot to say and I am very like get around and do things. So this is totally out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You said so many things where I'm like, yep, that point. Yep, that point. Yep, that point. Yep, that point. I think out of like, there, like so many things, I, I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I think the one that bubbled up for me, most of all, that I actually finally have been actively doing, which I know I've talked about it in past episodes over, okay, it took it, again, it took us eight seasons to get here, okay? We're here. But we're here. And that is, for me, I've talked about it before, I have had to learn how to limit people's access to me. Mm. And that has definitely become a bigger thing in the last year, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I have learned that I... You know, like like you're saying, like I, I think you and I are really similar in the fact of like always going. I was always fearful. I know where my fear comes from. My fear comes mm-hmm. from the fact of when I was in junior high school, my dad worked for the government. The government shut down and we had zero money mm-hmm. for six months. My dad had to mm-hmm. work at a convenience store mm-hmm. like three towns away because he was too scared of people who I went to high school with or to oh, school wow. with seeing him. And mm-hmm. embarrassing me, you know. Mm-hmm. So since that, like my fear of like we could lose money at any given moment mm-hmm. has stayed with me, and I'm working through that right now because it's like a control thing, right? But I've also learned because of that, like you, Monica, like I've always just been like I show up for work, I work hard, I'm a, I'm dependable, I'm reliable. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Um, I try to do it better than the way that I envision that. You know what I mean? I'm like people can depend on me. But that also means that people want to suck my energy from mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And I have I, I have great friends, but I've also had to realize that I have to watch some of the things that they say, like the way that they phrase things, because they are yellow flags for me now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little bit wiser. So mm-hmm. when I have a friend who's like, I need me some Angela time, that mm-hmm. is a yellow flag. Mm-hmm. That is the yellow flag of, I need to talk to you and I'm going to talk at you and I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to ask you any questions about yourself. And I'm going to talk about something that I've been dealing with for the past five years that I don't want to fix or change or do anything about. I just want to bitch about it. So that is my first yellow flag. But I have learned to deal with it because I don't want to ghost anybody. I don't want to like, you know, I know everybody's going through their stuff. So I want to give grace. But I realized that the person who I was not giving grace to was myself. And so now I've learned how to say things like, you know what? I would love to help you, but I'm overwhelmed too. I'm going mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. I will reach out to you when I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just give yourself some time, give yourself some grace, go take a nap, drink some water, eat a healthy meal, eat a vegetable, mm-hmm. go on a walk, do something mm-hmm. healthy for yourself. And I, I mean, I don't mean that like condescending. I'm like, I mean, like, go take care of yourself some kind of self-help way, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't for you, you know? Yeah. And so it's just been me really listening and, 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 and I 
also had a situation happen before that few and far between a couple weeks ago. So a, a author friend of mine who lives on the East Coast connected myself with an author friend who splits her time between LA and um, the East Coast, somewhere in the East Coast. I don't remember. She's an amazing author. She's a wonderful woman. She came to Oakland. We had dinner together and she was just sharing information. She's like, oh girl, this is what I do. Oh, here, let me share this information with you. Let me share this Excel information. You know, like she was like here. And so then I was like, oh, here, you need to know this person. Let me connect you to this person. Let me know if you need this. And it was just such great energy. Like it was energy that I hadn't felt in a long time where it was like the give and the take was equal. And then the next day I woke up to her sending me a text saying, you know, you gave me such great information and you did all these things. What can I do for you? And I could not answer that question. I was like, I, I don't even know how to answer that question because really, honestly, I don't get asked it a lot. Wow. And she was like, okay. She's like, well, I want you to answer that question. She's like, will you think about it and promise me that you'll get back to me in like a week or two about okay. some way that I can help you. Wow, and I was I like, that. yes, I will. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, how many of, you know, these friendships, relationships that I've had that I've been carrying for who knows how many years has that person been like, how can I help you? And girl, I got to tell you, not a lot, not a, not many people's names made it on that list. Mm -hmm. And so again, like, it's not a situation, but again, so that goes back to me slowing down because I realized that me answering every email, every text, every you know, making myself available in those situations really was taking time away from the things that of just even sitting and looking at the wall that mm -hmm. I need to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. It was taking away from my writing. Mm -hmm. It was taking, it was making me a bad critique partner for some people because I, I didn't have enough time to read and really critique and think about their work. Mm -hmm. And so I just realized that there were people that I was, um, that I wasn't, giving the attention to who really deserve the attention mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's really interesting when you think about like that whole the the squeaky wheel gets the gets the mm -hmm. attention mm -hmm. and i'm like no what that wheel can squeak i don't mm -hmm. give a fuck about that oh, we need to flip that up but <laughs> you know, like i don't care about that squeak that mm -hmm. squeak can keep squeaking i'm not listening mm -hmm. to it you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm done with squeaky wheels i mm -hmm. i just so that for me slowing down has really been about protecting my energy protecting my accessibility mm -hmm. um, and really paying attention to to that because it, I mean it's really important it's so easy to have people who just want to you know take from you for their own benefit it's yeah. so easy and there's so many and there seems mm -hmm. like even more so now everybody is just so damaged from the pandemic and in this like what about me world mm -hmm. and I like it's just it's just it makes me sad but also it's just kind of what I need to do right now yeah. And then, and then that's, that's kind of like, once you figure out whether you are a person who needs to slow down and trust me, like if you do life, life be letting you know, it don't be throwing hints. Mm -hmm. It'd be throwing hands. Like it and lets you, it lets time. you know straight up. So if you, you got a question mark and you're not sure, nah, you good. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're good if you have to ask the question you already know you probably yeah already you, you know. already know so and, and like Angela you in order to before you can get into the space okay like well how do I slow down you gotta you gotta identify and define what does slow down look for you look like for you 
because it has to be realistic to your lifestyle. It has to be realistic to your, your family, your home, your work life. It has to be realistic, but it also has to be, um, it also has to be, uh, intentional. It has to look like what you're trying to get to. It can't just be, which is why, you know, taking advice for everybody, you know, I have that whole eat the meat, throw out the bones. Like Mm -hmm. you, everything Mm -hmm. is not exact for every single person. You kind of got to pick what works for you and then kind of cultivate your own, your own thing. And so for me today, which was my first day of being, you know, uh, a student of slowing down, a willing student, I should say, a willing student this time of slowing down. Um, I had to define, like, well, where are we trying to get to? What, what what are we trying to do? Because, and I think every now and then it's just good. I think I've said this in previous episodes, defining what is your version of success and what does that look like? Because sometimes you can be fighting something or fighting for something or you've got the critique thought or you've got the criticizing voice or whatever and you and you got to check it like okay is that fact or fiction it could have been fact three years ago but it might be fiction now like you've got to check in on those things you got to check in on the things that you do what's the motive behind that mm-hmm. are you doing that because it's leading to something that you really want or are you doing that because you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. let's scrap that because that's that's sucking your energy it's not what you want you're just doing it because it looks good that but that sucks out the energy we're all about conserving energy so for me i i sat down and i was like what does my my what does this look like like what what am i really trying to get to because i can look and i can say okay i want this to be successful i want this to be successful i want this to be and half of that stuff really is i'm really just looking at ways that i can be able to earn income outside of working for a corporate structure. And that's the thing, not these. Does that make sense? So let me take the focus off of these things and say, okay, let's put some intention. What my intention is not that I want this to be successful, this to be successful. My intention is the girl needs money and she needs funds and she needs this uh, certain amount in order to create this life that I envision for myself and it doesn't have to come through this because I could care less if I keep doing this. I'm only entertaining this because I'm trying to think of different ways I can be able to create more avenues or revenue streams. But realistically, if I could get revenue streams without doing this, I'm fine with that. So let me put my attention towards what are the revenue streams that I want to incorporate and how much do I need? What am I really trying to get? I don't need to have labels on labels, cars on cars, homes on homes, but there is a lifestyle that I desire. I do want to have a vacation home. I do want a regular home. I do want to have another dog. I do want to be married. I do want to be able to afford and be comfortable. I do want to be able to, you know, if my parents, um, if my mom, if for any reason gets sick and I want to be able to afford and have a place that she could stay and it don't feel like she's staying. And anybody who has parents and you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying and knowing what I'm not saying. So I'm like, (laughs) 
Oh, girl, I heard that loud and clear. <laughs> you know, I, I want to have a certain lifestyle, but there are certain things that I don't need to do in order to get this. So it's like you've got to be clear on what is it that you're really trying to get to so that you can clear out the clutter and the things that are zapping up whatever energy you're trying to put out. And you can use that towards what it is you're really trying to go through. And realistically, if you really sit down, your list is so short of what, what would make you like peaceful. Like if you really sit there and be like, man, if I could get this, this, and this in order, oh, what life brand. It's like if you, it's like if I was you, I'd be like, oh man, if the books were popping off, like nobody's business, I have a little space for me to write, you know, and have a little space where I could get away from things. And, you know, we had a little home and then we could be able to, Seth is doing magical in his, his, his career. He's, he's feels good and confident in what he's doing. You know, he feels fulfilled. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. as I said. To be fulfilled yes. in something does not necessarily mean a dollar sign. You can yes. feel fulfilled at 88,000 or you can feel fulfilled at 300,000. The key is fulfilled though. Mm -hmm. So like, that's where the focus is. Like you've got to get clear on what is it that you are trying. And then that's what you're putting your intention. And you're like, however that comes about. Mm -hmm. being open to however that comes about because I have looked at specifically this th my particular situation right now and that's where I was able to I think let go into the process is I once I first of all I looked at the fact that I live and I remember people telling me like hey maybe you should go and check out California first you've never been there before and you know the homeless situation is very high and you don't want to get in your you know you, it's going to be very hard for you to be able to afford it but I lived in one of the wealthiest cities mm -hmm. <laughs> solo as a massage therapist starting off like we don't even want to get into the management side yeah I made more money in that but realistically I the apartment I lived in was the one I got as a massage therapist and it was in a very sought after neighborhood and people were bewildered at how in the world, I, I mean, like they would ask me, how in the world are you able to afford to live by yourself? I don't know, man, when you put the, the stuff separately, they don't look like they add up, but you put it together and it's like, boom, got everything I need. And I was at one point, I was a little upset because when I moved here, my whole thing of moving here was to be like, oh, rent is $900 and you can get a home for Two ninety nine, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I got here, and like, Atlanta no. was experiencing a huge, and is experiencing a huge boom. Yeah. And the apartment that I'm living in, I actually lived in the same floor plan when I lived here ten years ago, and I was only paying nine hundred, and I'm paying around the same amount of money that I paid when I was living in California. So I was like, ain't this a bitch? I'm like, I done moved all the way over here to pay the same one, but I'm getting more because it's spacious. I got all these amenities, yada, 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 right? Yeah, exactly. And I would have missed out on that if I wasn't open because in my thing, I wasn't saying the where, in my thing was I wanted stability, I wanted a home, I wanted a space, and I was open to how that showed up so that I could be able to, get to a place where I can slow down because now I've got the things that complement a slow life. And I, and I'm able to now be able to add on to that. What does a slow life look like? It looks like a simple life. Mm -hmm. Simple to me doesn't mean living out on a farm and you got some chickens and some uh, cows and y'all are over there on the ranch. That's not, that's not, that's not simple life for me. I, that, 
simple life for me is the intention of how you engage in your life. I want to be able to live and engage and experience life in a simplistic terms. So that means for me, what feels very calm, what feels very peaceful, what feels very pleasurable, and it doesn't take a lot. It just has to be intentional in how you are, what you are going for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. I think another piece to add to that, to add on to what you're saying is like, we also are, we live in an environment, in a society where we, what my, my, what my therapist likes to say, we should ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. I should do this. I should do this. I mm-hmm. should do this. I've gotten to that point where I'm like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, I've started like making little budgets for myself. So mm-hmm. when I don't feel like cleaning the house, mm-hmm. we have a house cleaner come because mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and like, even though there's two of us and Seth does yeah. a really good job of like, you know, he's got his task and I mm-hmm. have got my task, but mm-hmm. they're like starting to get a little bit, since Jake moved out, since our mm-hmm. garbage collector moved out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the chores got a little bit unbalanced there, mm-hmm. you know, got a little bit unbalanced. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm like, do you want to do this? He's like, no. I'm like, well, I don't want to do it either. So we got to mm-hmm. figure out how can we get somebody who can, who can do it at least like once a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care what it looks like. Some days I'm like, he does not like to grocery shop. I usually don't mind grocery shopping, but there Mm -hmm. are just times I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Instacart, Mm -hmm. bring me my food, you know, Mm -hmm. and just saving up a little bit of budget for those Mm -hmm. like days that I'm just like, I don't want to, even though I know I should, that's my Mm -hmm. should budget. Mm-hmm. Yep, I should find somebody else to do it because I don't yep. want to. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. And it's good to it's good that you you've got to get clear on that because you it, it's excuse me. There's no point in spending energy on things unnecessarily. Everybody's life should not look the same because we are not the same people. No, when when we join with another person in relationship. We are not the same people like we are joining our lives with someone and we're trying to figure out what is the happy balance for the both of us to be happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But also keep our individual selves happy as well. That means you've got to throw out what society says you should be doing and how you should do it. And you've got to do it according to what makes it work for you. And that might feel like, you know, the outside might look and be like, this is simple living. It's looking real luxe. Well, simple living might look luxe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> it might look a little luxe, but it's, it's simple living is just what keeps me from wanting to bite everybody's head off and hate people. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I need a simple, I need to simplify my life. So I am more manageable in my own skin in my own life that it feels good so that is a part of slowing down because you don't know what that is until you take inventory and you can't take inventory on 10 you can't you 10 does not allow you to be able to see the details of what you need and what you don't need a lot of times we go through life on autopilot and it's on old settings that used to be something that we needed and we never check back in and you look and you be like I don't, I don't need to do, do that every day. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, it was cool, but I mean, like it's not something I need to do anymore. And you're like, why am I spending so much energy on, on this stuff? And it's like, 
it's like at work is we have memberships at our job and sometimes we'll call and be like you know you've racked up a lot of credits you know do you want to make an appointment and they're like i'm still paying for that (laughs) when have you slowed down to take inventory you are just spending literal money on things that are no longer an asset to you anymore that's like your energy you have signed up for memberships and subscriptions on so many different platforms and you don't even realize that they are eating up your funds, your energy source. They're eating up your, your, your value. They're eating up your mental health. They're eating up your physical being. They're eating up everything. Mm-hmm. And out of 20 things, there's probably like 15 to 17 of them. You don't even realize you still got them. You're like, wait a minute. These, these things are playing in the background, eating up all my source and I don't even need them. Right. When I tell you, when you cut things out that you realize you don't even know, you think brunch and somebody looked at me before and they were like, you don't like the brunch. I'm like, it's not that I don't like the brunch. I don't need to brunch though. Like it's not an event. I don't need to go out every Sunday midday to eat breakfast, lunch and spend, spend money, be along a crowd who is all doing this for the gram for a moment to be overcrowded right. food, to be rushed to me, for me to be rushed out just to say I brunch. That's not for me. Now, somebody who actually enjoys the moment, that's for them. For me, that's not something that would zap me. I don't need that. So when you eliminate things that you have been carrying, it literally feels like a weight has fallen off of you and you feel lighter, but also you feel, catch this, relieved. Mm -hmm. You feel so relieved that you are no longer responsible for this fill in the blank that you didn't want to do anyway. And you are a whole grown ass person who (laughs) didn't have to do it. And you were doing stuff. You feel so relieved. That is the beauty of slowing down so that you can get your life in a simplified format so that you can actually live according to what feeds you, not feeds off of you. That is a whole word right there. I think we should end right there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let nobody feed off you. Before we before we do, I there I can because I can hear people be like, but how do I slow down? No. Yeah. Listen, we had a guest, and y'all go back and y'all listen. Her name was Nisi. And I feel like she is going to be huge in the wellness industry. And she spoke about slow mornings. That is such a huge start. If you can get up, I was thinking today, I was like, okay, if I can pack my lunch, figure out my clothing situation and get up and be like, I don't care if you don't want to wear it. This is what we're wearing today. Like if I can get that together, it opens up more time in the morning to be able to ease into your day. It makes such a huge difference on your mental state. And that can look like anything. For me, it was sitting up in the bed and stretching before I actually put my feet on the ground. It was me giving out my gratitudes, very simple gratitudes, not anything crazy, but just like the, the, the water. There's people who are, who are having problems with their water right now, having gratitude for water. There are people who have experienced tornadoes and they've lost their homes. It, it, gratitude for the home. There are people who are out of work. I don't care if you don't like your job. There are people who are out of work that don't even have that option of being able to say they're pulling in a paycheck until they can figure out something, something else. 
There is gratitude in just even the simplest things. And it humbles you and it grounds you to start off there. Like that's a way of slowing down. Slow down enough to see what you are grateful for, but also pat yourself on the back. I don't care if it was for the fact you didn't cuss out Susie at the at the workplace. You need to pat yourself on the back. You know what? I'm grown. That's gross. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing good. You need to pat yourself on the back. You know what? I got a raise. I'm doing better at job. You know what? I am doing so great with my kids. I am really, really being an advocate for them. I'm standing up for them. I'm They're comfortable coming to me. Whatever those things are. That is a start to being able to slow down in your life, which is slowing down and noticing the details of what you are grateful for now. What is now? And then whenever you feel like you're just like not present, just tell yourself. You can tell when your mind is just going. If you just simply say a simple phrase, and that is say your name like myself, I'd be like, okay, Monica, be present. Be here. And that's that for me here is has more weight than present because here says here and you literally can feel yourself shift like, oh, I was drifting. Start there. Just like you feel yourself going and be like, okay, Monica, be here. Here is safe. Here, you know what's happening. Here, you know what is going on here is the only thing that is the truth and factual in this moment. Be here. That's a start. Yeah, it's it's definitely a start. And my reluctance is always because I feel like, you know, there's no silver bullet. There's no Mm-mm. silver bullet Mm-mm. to this. And like you said, everybody is different. And I think it comes down to, you know, again, I love the advice from my therapist of like, don't should yourself. And that's mm-hmm. what everybody does. It's like, I should do this. Should you? Mm-hmm. Ask yourself the question every time yeah. you feel should like I should do this where is that coming from who's saying you should why should and if you? you're like I don't want to then don't you know mm-hmm. another thing is if you're feeling overwhelmed this helps me too is just to write down every single thing that I'm doing whether mm-hmm. like take a day take one mm-hmm. day and write down everything you did that day and look at it and say like okay how many of these things did I really want to do mm-hmm. how many of these things did I feel like I was obligated to do mm-hmm. write down your whole week like a journal you know mm-hmm. And then do the comparison at the end of the week. Again, what are the things that I really wanted to do? What were my yeses that I felt really good about? And what mm-hmm. were the yeses that I felt obligated and I should have, mm-hmm. I should do? Mm-hmm. Eliminate the shoulds. Eliminate mm-hmm. all of that obligation. Obligation is what makes us tired mm-hmm. because we feel like we have to do things in order for people to like us. Mm-hmm. We have to do things for people to love us. Mm-hmm. We have to do people things for people to notice us, to validate us, to mm-hmm. all that stuff. No, you don't. You just need yourself to tell mm-hmm. yourself, nope, you're doing fine. And you don't have to do that today. So don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Ah, uh, this episode <laughs> felt good. I hope this felt good for y'all. <laughs> As much as it felt good for, I don't know, it felt good for me. It felt good for me, yeah. No, it did. Yeah, yeah, of course. It always does. I always, like, I think you and I are, like, on these types of things, we're on the same plane. So Mm -hmm. I always feel good because it's like, oh, I'm not alone. Monica's going through it, too. I mean, I don't want to pull you down with me. I don't want to crap barrel you, but it does feel good that I'm not alone. Yeah, it's always good to know that you're not by yourself because you be like... Don't want nobody picking on just me. You know, right. I ain't trying to be in a, ain't trying to create a club or nothing, but also. <laughs> okay, well, friends, that concludes this episode of Living Creatively with your host, Monica Parks. 
and Angela Dalton. Remember, you can connect with us on Instagram at Living Creatively Now, the Living Creatively Podcast Facebook page, the Living Creatively Podcast YouTube channel, and on our website, thisislivingcreatively.com to subscribe or to send us questions that you'd like us to answer or advice you may need as a fellow creative. Thank you for joining us and being a part of our Living Creatively community. And always remember to protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your gift. Yes. Slow down. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.